0: You know, it was a nasty fight, we know that, but in the end, none of the leadership candidates could come close, not even close, to stopping what would result in a massive wave of Polyeva Blue. And we've been saying on this show, certainly, that we know, you know, he's tapped into this anger that goes far beyond just a bunch of truckers, and no one would know that better than someone who was in the trenches trying to stop Pierre Polyeva from winning, only to learn that there is much more anger in this country than most of us realize, and so... With the power behind Paulie ever the liberals, she warns, should be very afraid. And that woman is Tasha Kirton, now past co-chair of the Jean Charest uh, campaign, and now back to writing about what she has learned. So uh, have you completely recovered? Because, you know, win or lose, that is a hell of a grind. Eight months is a grind. I mean, it's a very hard grind.
1: It is a grind. Uh, as I said in my article, thank God it's over. Um, everyone's <laughs> tired. And, it's you know, the longer it goes on, the more space there is for all that nasty stuff and people... You know, emotions run high, and it's a leadership, so there's a lot at stake. Um, So it's time now to to work on bringing the party together and moving forward, and that's really what myself and uh, all the Conservatives are going to do.
0: In your latest article where you're looking at World kind of from your experience on a campaign uh, of what your draw was, you said, quote, if we have one takeaway from the past eight months, it's that a lot of Canadians are angry, angrier than most of us realized. They are mad about the pandemic, mad about taxes, mad about the high cost of living. They signed up in droves to make their voices heard, just like they descended on Ottawa to yell at the prime minister. They are like a hive of bees ready to explode. So one thing we've heard, we hear a lot, and I think, I think it's undermines uh, the anger out there, Tasha, but we hear a lot of, well, it's just a bunch of disgruntled 30 year olds living in their mother's basement. And I, that, that to me has never been. Inaccurate. What did you see? Well,
1: what we saw is the anger isn't regional, which is something that initially I think people really did think. The convoy came mostly from the West and also some from Ontario. There were some people who came. Uh, from other parts of the country, Quebec, Atlantic. But it really was a very much a Western phenomenon. That's where it started. And so there was a mm-hmm. sense of grievance against Ottawa over things like the carbon tax and, uh, you know, Trudeau's dissing of the uh, oil and resource economy in general. Um, but it's deeper. It's it's broader, I guess I should say. It's that it's, it's, it's across the country. And this is why, um, you know, Mr. Polyev won all but eight ridings. Um, that mm-hmm. was, I'll be honest, a surprise. That was not something that was anticipated, uh, which leads you to realize um, that there is a there is a wider breadth of this anger. It is not simply because of one region of the country feeling left out. It is, I think, because of uh, a class of people being left out. And when I say class, I simply mean like a group in the sense of People who suffered during the pandemic for a variety of reasons or people who feel that this government has gone too far in terms of regulation on a number of fronts, uh, including you know the Internet, uh, which is the most recent place they're going. Uh, people who feel that taxes are too high, that inflation is eating their paychecks, they can't get ahead and no one's doing anything. There's a sense of anger and That is, uh, you know, it it can be tapped for good or ill. I really believe that you have to respond to it, but I don't believe in responding with the kind of populist rhetoric and some of the more inflammatory and out there things we heard during the campaign. And I'm pleased to see that that stuff has not made an appearance since it's over. And Mr. Polyev's speeches, he's been very focused on the economic issues that are the common gripe, if you will, to all these folks and to conservatives in general. So... I think that's that's how you know that's what I learned. That's what I learned at the campaign. I'll say that,
0: <laughs> yeah. And is it to your point? I mean, um when Paul ever speaks now, he's he's using the word hope, turning the anger into yeah. hope. um and, and look, I don't think we have any idea what we're about to see. Uh, it's going to be elbows up. And I think it's interesting when you write note to Justin Trudeau, Paul Evra's team is vicious. Take early retirement if you want to keep your sanity. <laughs> Apparently, the Prime minister has not gotten that memo instead. He's running again. Um, And so we've seen the tone change. Like, it was like, congratulations, Pierre, on your win. Anyway, blah, blah. It was like instant attack. So now we've got the two leaders attacking each other. We've got up to three years before an election. Does the prime minister have enough attacks to take us through? I mean, he's got a very spotty record. But what do you see happening here over the next couple of years while they all jockey? Well, I think the prime minister is going to be
1: keeping an eye on the polls and, of course, events. You know, events, dear boy, we don't know what's going to happen, uh, like the war yeah. in Ukraine, for example. Uh, things like that that happen that shift the dynamic. Um, I think the prime minister is going to look for an opportunity to call an election when he think it will benefit him. So that could be anything. Sure. It could be uh, polls or events or whatever. But I don't think it's going to be three years. I'd be very surprised if it lasts that long. By that yeah, time, okay. uh, Justin Trudeau will have been in power a decade. And, you know, usually you get tossed out after that long. I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. hard to come back. So if he wants to go, he might go sooner than that. And I think until then, we're just going to see real hostility. I mean, you know, Mm -hmm. this campaign was scorched earth. And Pierre Polyev has always been a very pugnacious uh, MP in the House. He will be like that, probably on fire against Trudeau, scoring points, Mm -hmm. and also outside of the House too, um, you know, on social media where he's very adept. So I think the the sooner we can get to an election, maybe in some ways, the better for the country, because it's going to be very nasty. But on the other hand, I, I would like, you know, I'd like to see the government out. So I, I hope that uh, we get the chance as a party to really flesh out some policies and positions that will appeal to people. So we're not just attacking, but also proposing.
0: Yeah, I tend to agree because people are just so exhausted right now and they just need yeah. hope. And when you've got a bunch of politicians yeah. arguing every day, you know, it's just like being in a blender full of just noise. And I mean, we've seen it. I mean, Pierre ever is not going to back down from anything. He knows that he doesn't need the traditional media to get his message out. He's he's mastered, you know, social media and all the rest of it. He can overplay his hand. I mean, we've seen... Um, you know, David Aiken was wrong to do what he did yesterday, but you can see the pushback and the jostling where you've got reporters trying to get questions and you've got Perry Polly ever saying, look, I'm in control here and you're not going to tell me how to do my job. So there's going to be, you know, a lot of pushing back and forth.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed to see that yesterday. Um, I don't understand why David Aiken, who's an excellent journalist, uh, chose to do that. He's apologized. Um, yeah, it was unnecessary. And it did. You know what? It, it gives that that fuel then to all the people who say, look, the media is against us. They hate the conservatives. Well, no, because this was one journalist speaking out of turn and who made a mistake. Shouldn't have done it. Steady. Sorry. Let's not generalize. I believe in giving everyone the benefit of the doubt. Like I've given Pierre Polyev the benefit of the doubt. I've been fighting his team for eight months, right? I am giving mm-hmm. him the benefit of a doubt as a conservative. I would like conservatives to give the media the benefit of a doubt as well, not just harvest with one brush move forward. Yep. I mean, if this, if they, if stuff like this keeps going on, of course, then, you know, the press is shooting itself in the foot, too, because, like, you're not going to get answers if you heckle. I just no one's going to answer your question that you're throwing at you in the middle of your remarks. It's, it's disrespectful. We need to bring back some respect. That is, to me, important. I think people also want to see that they're tired of disrespect in general in the public sphere. I know it gets people some people get animated by it. But honestly, I am kind of sick of it. And a lot of people who want a more reasonable tone, I think, feel the same way.
0: Yeah, look, there's no question. Pierre-Paul is tapping into people, but now is the time he's got to sell himself. And he's not going to take any advice from anybody on how to do that, but he does ultimately have to. And he's not going to put strategically, he's not going to put anything in the window yet because that's just not what you do. But he does have to win people in and and not everyone wants to hear the back and forth. So he'll be like, what the heck's going on? And and so that is going to be a challenge. out, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Nonetheless. All right. Well, congratulations. Um, even when you lose, you win because there's no question. You've learned a lot. And it's not easy. I think True. people just kind of assume it's easy. Politics is a blood sport. It is uh, very, very tough. So uh, welcome back. On the other side, get some rest and we'll chat with you again. Thanks, Tash. Thank you, Alex. Bye-bye. That is Tasha Kiernan giving her um, view inside looking out. The anger's real, and I think we all do everything and everybody deserves, including the politicians, by undermining it and playing with it, pouring fuel on it. Stop. All of you, you NDP, you conservatives, you liberals, stop. I didn't mention the green because they're a basket case these days.